This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Some smooth blues for you coming back into this segment of Husker Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Joining us on the Aloe VIP line, which is brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart, is Tanya Taki, who is fresh off of a plane that... uh, Oh, we lost Tanya. Did we lose her? You call her back, Ben. Please. Thank you. I was going to say she's fresh off a plane from Happy Valley. He needs the number. I was going to say, go take care of that. And we'll go over what has happened uh, in the last, I don't know, we'll say 72 hours. Because it was Friday night when Nebraska traveled out to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. Uh, It was a game that wound up being, let's face it, Nebraska and Penn State have had some monumental, memorable, unbelievable matches over the course of the years. And I go back six or seven years ago, I don't remember the exact year that it was, but Nebraska falls down two sets to none uh, to Penn State, and they storm back and win in five. And that repeated itself on Friday night as Nebraska comes back after losing the first two sets. I'm trying to think back. When they beat Penn State in the NCAA tournament, remember that? back? I'm trying to think back. Was it 2020 or 2021? Um, and they were down two sets to nothing. Well, that's the, what I was just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, I was trying to think back. Was that, that would have, no, that was more 16 or 17. Was Maybe it? even before that. It may have been 14 or 15. Okay. Because I, I know I know where I was working because I know that one of my coworkers almost got fired because she had stuff to do and she would not leave the lunchroom because that game was on. Yeah. And, and the boss came in, her boss came in and literally said, if you don't get back to work, then today's your last day. And she goes... Expeltive, expeltive, expeltive. Um, couple of nice words, four more expeltives, and said, "Fire me." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I remember being on the air because that was like uh, an afternoon game, and our show was on the ticket at that time. And um, it was Happer and Stevens, and I remember saying, "We're coming back." And I remember the text line going crazy with people saying, "Man, you just jinxed us." Tom, you just jinxed us. We're not coming back. Or you can't say that out loud. Like a baseball thing where you can't say that out loud. And I go, why can't I say that out loud? Then they came back and they won that uh, match in the NCAA tournament 3-2. to two, And nobody gave me credit for it. They I'll give you credit they, they didn't backtrack and say, no, I guess you didn't jinx us. It was, it was a good thing that you said it. And maybe I'll credit you for the win. But nobody did. They just... Uh, they just accused me of, of jinxing them. What's Tanya say? She's here. I believe I'm she's here. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, Penn State comeback? That was great. I don't remember it being Penn State. I remember it being Minnesota now, in the regional finals. Uh, okay. We were down 0-2 to Minnesota. And came right. back. Maybe maybe my misremembering. I thought it was I, Penn State. I know there was a Penn State um, Because game. it was it Kyla Penn? Rorig from uh, Papillion. All right. And uh, me and my parents were standing on tables at this bar just screaming at the at the TV because we were coming back. How much screaming was done on Friday night when Nebraska came back? You know, I was actually at the game. Yep. And my friend texted me about the second set, middle of the second set and said, "Please do something." And so I started the go big red cheer every time Penn State was serving because that's when the crowd was quiet enough to hear us. And so that's I my my kidneys hurt 
afterwards just from the yelling. And I gave the guy in front of me my earplugs because I was screaming in his ear. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's what happened. That is so awesome. Yeah, that place was nuts. We were talking a a little last hour a little bit about Merritt Beeson and her – the, the way she plays and the way she just expects people to look to her to help lead the team to a win, like she she wants to own it. She wants to wear it. Um, and, and she reminds me of, of some of the others that have done this throughout Nebraska volleyball history. I think the last one that, that truly was you just sat there and went, uh, we need you to just kind of put us on your back and go is Michaela Fecky. Um, yeah. But Merritt Beeson just absolutely takes over in the third, fourth, and fifth sets, and I, one of the best performances I think I've seen in, I, I can't even describe how long. How, how, how was it live? I mean, I think that it was also that we started serving inbounds and tougher. Like, that definitely helps because we weren't, they weren't getting free balls. Like, the first 10 points or 12 points of the first set, we were just like barely getting the ball over the net and it was just easy and we weren't even touching their blocks. And I think part of, we just started to be a little bit more aggressive. And when the setter on the other side couldn't get sets, you know, could get the ball in front of the 10 foot line, that made a huge difference in the game. But I mean, obviously when you're talking about Mary Beeson, you know, she just, she has a very good composure. She's very positive. She's very strong. She's physical. She's graceful. She's like all of the things. And, to think that she left Florida because she wasn't going to be the starting right side hitter because they had their six six girl coming in. I mean, I just I can't imagine Mary Beeson being on the bench. No. Uh, Tanya Taki, one of the great middle blockers in Nebraska volleyball history, and the head coach at Nebraska One as well. This team really enjoys playing on the road. Merritt Beeson has talked about it. Uh, in fact, I think a, a couple of fans, fans here and there, maybe bristled a little bit. She says, you know, I almost like playing on the road more than the Devaney Center. I love the Devaney Center. I love the home crowd. But I like the you know the fact that you're it's us against the world. Uh you felt that against Stanford. You felt that on Friday night at Penn State. Um were you like that? Or did, did you feel that that same way in college that you'd almost rather at times play on the road? I mean, I think the only thing that I would say that I liked about being on the road because back when I played there was no phones or anything. And so then Like we were on, you know, in the buses and in the airplanes and all those things. Like it was major team bonding. Um, And then you also got a different roommate, quote unquote roommate, like your hotel roommate was different than your like living in roommate. And so it was just, I liked the traveling because of the team bonding. Not necessarily, I actually didn't like playing at Texas Tech at Texas A&M at Texas, you know, we were in the Big 12, so we had to do that every single year. We played away and home for every team. And it was just like feeling hunted, you know, like you just, it just was the weirdest. I just didn't like it. I mean, it was fun to go in and dominate them, you know, but just, I, I wasn't a fan of just that feeling of they hate me and all it is that I'm wearing a different color than them, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, I've never felt hunted until I went to Texas in a red Husker jersey. <laughs> Interesting. Um, one of the players that that plays your position uh, didn't play in in the second game last weekend, uh, second match last weekend. That's Becca Alec, and she's one that when she's on, she's on, and when she's off, it almost seems like she tries too hard and and she presses. 
And I don't know why she didn't play. I'm assuming it was the coach's decision. Maggie Mendelson came in, gave quality uh, rotations. But Becca Alec this week, I, I thought both Friday and today was one of the better stretch of two games she's had. Your thoughts on her play the last two matches? I mean, I think I think that he wants to get Mendelson playing time. Um, you know, we need to have another player that can step in at any time and to have her just sit on the bench all season is just tough. And I think playing against Rutgers, they thought that would be a good game to get Maggie some reps in. She's not the fastest laterally where Becca can get to the closing those blocks a lot faster. But I think Maggie getting those reps is good for the team in general. Um, I think they keep Andy Jackson in because she just needs more playing time. She just isn't as seasoned as Becca is. Um, but I just think Becca is a very emotional player. And so sometimes when you're playing those big emotional, big, you know, adrenaline matches, it's hard for her to go back to back. And so I, I, it was Wisconsin then Rutgers. Is that right? Yeah. No, it was Maryland then Rutgers. Yep, yep, and yep, yep. so I don't know. They picked the, the match that you needed Becca in there mo- more for, and then gave her a night off just so, I mean, it just, it's a, it's a big load for her to have such emotion all the time. And I know, Laney Choboy is the same way, but she's also playing a position where she's not running and jumping on every single play and being that emotional. Right. Uh, it feels like Allie has struggled uh, and did struggle over the weekend a little bit. There have been times when she's been really good and other times when not so good. And I'm wondering with Lindsey Krause being out, uh, has actually maybe hurt her a little bit, not having that competition on a daily basis in practice. Do you think that's possible? I mean, I think Allie just wants to be, um, she just wants to be trusted, I guess is the word, you know, like I like trust me to make this happen. I don't know how much of, you know, what, what's happening when Allie makes a mistake is Allie's fault, honestly. Um, some of those balls that she hits straight down into the block, like that's really her only option besides maybe throwing it high. I mean, some of those sets are just, yeesh. Um, when, you know, uh, she just gets tight, the setter gets tight, and then there's nothing happening, you know. And so I think in general, I think Allie puts up a better block than Krause. I think Allie can, you know, reaches a little bit higher. But what I like about Krause is her energy kind of takes a little bit of the load off of Becca when she's in there. I think Krause kind of has that, like, boxer mentality, just ready for a fight, just big energy. And so, I, I mean, I like Allie. She's done great. She hasn't she hasn't like made it a step step two down for us. We've obviously won some huge matches with her in. So I think she's getting the job done and I'm, I'm glad she's on our team. Hey, Tanya, looking ahead to next week, we're to the point now where there's only one more match that everybody's got circled and every other match is, Oh my gosh, is this a trap match or whatever? But they're back in the friendly confines on Wednesday against Northwestern next Sunday against Illinois. What are your thoughts leading into these two games? I mean, I think what we need to work on it, just from what I was watching and seeing um, so far, is just trying to get us in a groove and a rhythm with our setter-hitter connections and also working on our deep cover, like being able to cover our hitters uh, against a good block, um, serving consistency. I mean, we have a lot that we need to work on going into the tournament, and so I'm just hoping that the teams that we're playing leading up to the Wisconsin game are challenging us in some of those areas or you know we're able to mimic some of those things in practice I don't I think Jordan Larson is going to be coming into practices now 
start swinging at them, start blocking them, start, you know, just adding another level of competition on the other side. Um, and just hopefully they're getting, taking that next step on some of the consistency and some of those connections leading into Wisconsin. Elaborate on that a little bit with Jordan Larson jumping in and, and having a more hands-on where, I mean, if you're Becca Alec, Jordan Larson is now going to come at you and <clears throat> try to get a ball past you. And she's as she's doing it, she's going to explain it. How tough do you think it is for the young ladies on the team to put aside who Jordan Larson is and just absorb what she's trying to tell them and teach them? Right. I mean, I think one of the main things, like when I talk to Jordan about like what she's working on with her team, you know, what what she's bringing to the table is that she's really working with them on using the block. Um, just talking about the men's games, they call it a recycle, where if you don't get a good set, you kind of play it into the block like you were going to play it into like a wall, that you would play it back as a free ball. Like you play it into the block nicely and then pass that smash again. They call that a recycle when you don't get a good set and there's a huge block. Um, and then you can tell and you can watch her. She's really working on them using the block, especially against Wisconsin. So they're at the end of the Penn State game. Um, Harper Murray hit a ball off the left hand of the outside hitter and it was a kill for us in the fifth set and Jordan like jumped off the bench like she was in the game and that's because that's what she's working with her on is like this is your shot this is your shot this is your shot and I know that she's she's in there at practice talking about this is what you can do but I think if she actually gets in there and practices and shows them and then they're blocking against her and she does it and they're like okay yeah that's really hard to defend like oh yeah you're using me okay that makes sense like I think that just adds a whole a higher level of understanding when she actually does what she's trying to get you to do to you, you know. And so I think that'll be exciting to see another level of our outside hitters being able to have one more, t- you know, tool in the tool belt on what we can do against a big block because that's what's going to happen against Florida if we play them. That will happen against Wisconsin if we play them. You know, obviously Penn State has a really great block. Like, yeah. what are we doing against teams that can block really well to get to score just two points better? Yeah. It's fun seeing Jordan Larson as a coach on this team. I heard the story the other night at Penn State that the security had to get girls away from Jordan Larson because they kept coming up to her to ask for her autograph. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's that much of a star on the college scene, and it's cool to see now that she's using some of that knowledge uh, to coach at Nebraska. But, hey, we got to do our picks of density. We do our picks based on football. We're picking football picks, uh, but you base them on your volleyball teams, on, on the volleyball right. teams. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think you owe me sushi from the last time I, I went 6-1. 6-1 right. one one I, I picked Oklahoma to lose. Yep. That's right. Uh, yeah, we might wait until the end of the season so we don't have to get you sushi sushi every, every week. week? Well, every single okay. week. Well, now, now, I want to I throw this out. <clears throat> Since we, we missed you last week, I went ahead and yeah. picked for you based on – the RPI rankings or whatever the, the, the computer rankings are for yeah. the volleyball programs if I didn't already know. Okay. There so, you go. So you went four and four with that last week. I gave you Wake Forest over Duke, Clemson over Notre Dame, Kansas State over Texas, Purdue over Michigan. Oh, Kansas State over Texas. Or, sorry, 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 sorry. Texas over K State. Wait a minute. No, no, no. So, yeah, that was my, my fault. I, I, I was looking at K State at Texas. Uh, so, I, I gave you Texas over K State, although K State won the game. So, that was one of your losses this last week. Yeah. I gave you Purdue over Michigan, <clears throat> USC over Washington. Based, oh, historically, I think yeah. they're neck and neck, but this year, Washington yeah. is down. 
I gave you LSU over Alabama, Northwestern over Iowa, and obviously Nebraska over Michigan State. How did we do? So this last so last week, Tom went five and three. I went three and five. And Tanya, you were in the middle. You went four and four, basing everything but on not, the rankings for volleyball. She still leads. Uh, yeah, overall, overall she still leads. Yes. She's 10-5 and one. All right. Well, let's do our picks of density next. We'll take a commercial break and come back right after this.